Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we've got a great revenge story against a gas station clerk who refuses to sell something. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, stop charging your darn phones. I'm going to try and keep this brief. I work in a factory in Belgium that processes raw food materials. Because these products are in powder form, we have a serious risk of dust explosions. So operators are not allowed to charge their non-explosive safe, phones in the production hall. They keep doing it anyway. I told them stop doing it, it's an explosion risk. They keep doing it so I started disconnecting the power outlets. We don't use them, only for technical usage. Oh, and I work in the technical department, so I'm not a random dude disconnecting power outlets. They call me and say, Hey dude, the outlets aren't working. And here comes my petty revenge. I get to say, you don't need them for your day-to-day job. What were you using them for? But I'll make a work order to reconnect them, and I'll make sure to mention to the supervisor why you need them. I know it's petty, but I was fed up and it's a darn safety issue. It's not even petty, it's literally looking out for the safety of all these people and the business. If anybody above OP found out what OP did, they would be celebrating them. Our next story is Crouching Cheater Hidden Revenge. I found out my fiancé was cheating on me when I was 8 months pregnant. A bit of a hard blow. Now for context, this guy was a wealthy guy and he liked nice things. He had a lot of expensive high-end clothing. Now I'm not a revenge type person and I don't like conflict or repercussions. And I was in a pretty vulnerable position. So after I asked him to leave, I went and got all of his suit trousers and carefully loosened and picked the stitches around the crotch and seat area. This wasn't really noticeable. However, any bending or crouching, they would have split wide open. I never got to see or even hear about this, but I know it must have happened. It was a slight source of comfort. Sadly, I'm willing to bet it was over some mundane thing, like maybe before they were going out anywhere they went to bend over and tie their shoe or something. You'd love for it to be like in the middle of a huge event though. This next story is, entitled students thought they were playing me, they were mistaken. So a few years ago, I was teaching a private urban religious college. Since I only had my MS, I was thankful for the opportunity to teach and get the experience before I moved on for my PhD. The school usually had me teach accelerated night courses which were aimed on non-traditional learners. Read, adults going back to school after many years off. I loved my students and had a blast teaching them. I had some issues with a few here and there, but generally my experiences were really positive. But there was this one couple, let's call them Hannah and Larry. That semester I'd been asked to cover a more traditional course at the last minute. Rather than being accelerated, it met three times a week, for an hour, all semester. Furthermore, the last was very small, only about four students, which would have been fine. Small classes can be great, and a paycheck was a paycheck, if it hadn't been for Hannah and Larry. You see, this couple had attendance issues, to put it mildly. They would show up to a class or two, and then just vanish for a week or more with no word. Just when I suspected they were gone for good, they'd show up, usually with some excuse or another, medical issues, car problems, work, etc. At first, I tried to be sympathetic. I always have the attitude that life happens, and when it rains, it pours sometimes. But at a certain point, I began to grow a bit suspicious they were selling me a story. 
Okay, I was immediately suspicious, but I'm usually inclined to let things slide to a certain point, same as my professors did for me. This was all the worse because of the small nature of the class. Every time I did prep for a session, assuming all four would be present, they'd skip and throw my plans off. But when I just accepted they would be gone and prepare activities for two students, they'd show up. All of this would be frustrating but acceptable if it weren't for two things. One, whenever they showed up, these two would have an attitude about them and just expect everyone to conform to their presence and bend to their will and two, they, of course, weren't doing any of the work. And these two factors came to a head as Hannah, who was the louder and more confident of the two of them, would all but demand extensions, the ability to hand in late work, etc. I'd give them, only for both her and Larry to blow the work off again. I like to be pretty accommodating to my students, within reason, but it quickly became obvious that Hannah thought she was playing me and could get whatever she wanted. And that couldn't stand. I have some level of pride and hate being seen as a pushover. Now, I could have crushed them immediately and just said, no more late work. But I was sure Hannah would just throw a fit and go to administration. I knew the admin would back me up, but it was a hassle I really didn't want. I was working on a second MS at this point and working two other jobs. I was frothing at the mouth busy at that point and hadn't even planned on teaching that semester. I only agreed because they needed me. And besides, I'm a pretty easygoing guy, but I do have my limits. I was pissed at this point, but I also have a wicked, to me, sense of humor. Hannah wants to think she has me wrapped around her finger? Okay, let her think that. I was gonna hand her enough rope to hang herself with. So, for the past few weeks, whenever she asked for an extension, I'd smile and say, sure, and then chuckle when nothing came in. Every time, I wrote her and Larry emails reminding them of the new date. Getting things in writing is key, kids. And then we arrived at the final. I hadn't seen the twosome in a few sessions, and was actually surprised to see them stumble in to take the test. They failed, of course, but what you gonna do? Hannah comes up to me in front of the class and asks for another extension. I put my best teacher voice on and said I was disappointed, but fine. Life happens. However, I was posting grades the next weekend, so the absolute last minute I would accept any late was Friday at 11.59pm. The second it hit midnight, my books were closed. I asked if they both understood, and they summoned up a bit of solemnness when they assured me that they did. Good. I confirmed it in an email, and then sat back to grade the finals over the week. I mean, there were only four, it wasn't that much work. I knew there was a risk that they'd follow through and I'd end up with a semester's worth of work to grade, but I was feeling pretty confident that that wasn't going to happen at this point. Friday night rolls around, I didn't work my other jobs that day, and my own schoolwork was done, so I decided to buy a few beers and kick back to play some video games and relax. I looked down at a certain point and realized that it's midnight. I open my email, remind everyone that the books are now closed. If I give an extension, it's open to the whole class. I'm not playing favorites. Not that anyone else needed it. I cracked open another beer, let out my best super villain laugh, and went back to my game. Sunday comes around, and I'm posting the final grades for the semester. I usually hate failing students, but I admit I had a smile on my face as I assigned Hannah and Larry their well-deserved Fs. Ten minutes after I hit save for the grades, I hear the familiar... Ba-ding of my email going off. 
followed by another. Now who could this be? It is, of course, Hannah and Larry. Larry's email can best be summed up as, Oh my god, didn't you get my email with the work? I sent it on Friday. Hannah's said the exact same thing. Now it's obvious they're thinking they can get another day or two to get the work this way. After all, hadn't I been so pliant and naive all semester? Oh, the fools, the fools. They've played right into my hands and this is the moment I've been waiting weeks for. I double-checked to make sure I hadn't missed emails from them just to be safe. I hadn't. And then I typed my response. No, I didn't. And I did just double-check after your last message. That's okay, emails get lost sometime. At this point, I'd like to image Larry smiling while reading this. He'd won again? God, this professor is an idiot. I continued, So what I'm going to need you to do is go back into the email you sent me with the work. Just take a screenshot which has the timestamp of the email and forward that to me along with the work. That'll prove you sent it on time. I then responded to Hannah's email saying the same thing. What was their response? Did their eyes widen as they realized they'd been held accountable for their actions? Did panic set in? Were there tears? Howls of regret? The gnashing of teeth and rending of hair? Sadly, I'll never know. I never heard from them again. They didn't even bother making another try. And me? Well, I decided to buy some more beer that night to celebrate once again. Occasionally, I'll tell my current students the tale. A humorous reminder that one, yes, I'm accommodating. Two, yes, I'm pretty laid back. But three, I'm not an idiot and don't try to play me. It usually gets a good laugh. And if some of those laughs sound a wee bit nervous, all the better. I mean, when you read and hear this story, you can't help but acknowledge that OP gave them every possible chance. I mean, OP bent over backwards and some for these people. I mean, regardless of whatever their situation is, you know, if they just couldn't keep up on it or if they were just being lazy, OP did what they could. Our next story is Ra Ra Rasputin. My mom has a very Eastern European name, and my paternal grandmother hated that her baby boy married someone with such a weird name. It's clearly not an English name, but it is well known in English-speaking countries, like Helga. When my parents announced they were having a baby, my grandma's first comment was, you better not give it one of those weird European names. So naturally, my parents started referring to me as Rasputin and kept their name choices secret. Mom and dad also kept my gender secret, which drove grandma insane and made her heckish to deal with on top of the name thing. My parents were done with this BS by the time I came along and wanted some revenge. My maternal grandma, who was Ukrainian, had made me a baby hat with traditional Ukrainian embroidery. When I was born, my parents let the nurses in on their revenge plan and asked them to swaddle me in a blue blanket instead of a pink or white one and put the hat on for me when my paternal grandparents came to the hospital to meet me. Grandma walks in, sees my hat, and then my mom says, Meet your grandson Rasputin. We got attached to the name during the pregnancy. Grandma was not impressed. Every photo of her, she has the most impressive cat butt face. My parents and the nurses kept this ruse for two hours. The nurses going so far as to ask, How's little Razzy doing? When they'd come into the room. After a while, mom couldn't keep it going anymore, and while my grandpa was holding me next to mom's bed, she told him I'm actually a girl and my real, very normal name. He was a prankster, especially when it annoyed his wife, so she knew he'd appreciate the joke. 
Until he passed away, my grandpa's nickname for me was Razzy, much to my grandma's annoyance. I mean, this is a pretty funny story, and also it's kind of adorable that it birthed a thing between OP and their grandpa for the entire time they had together. The little Razzy thing is pretty darn cute. Our next story is, your photo is missing, sorry. Every year at our high school, the video productions class will put together an entire video, called the senior video, of the current senior class and their best moments from now all the way back to elementary. Along with a few student and teacher interviews to stop the thing from turning into a massive slideshow, the thing is supposed to be 30 minutes long, and the video productions class is supposed to take the entire school year to make it. Due to some unfortunate teacher switching and lazy students, it wasn't done, so I was called upon with less than a month until swing out to finish from an empty timeline and no student pictures or videos. Let's meet our villain, let's call him Andrew. Andrew is one of those people who try and actively make your life a living heck for no other reason than it being funny. He would point me out of a crowd and call me short. Imagine, hey, you see that guy over there? He's a senior and he's as tall as a freshman. Which, to be fair, I was the fourth shortest senior out of our graduating class. And I did find it funny when my friends made jokes about my height. But Andrew was malicious. He would joke with his entire friend group about my height, call me a dwarf, etc. One thing he would do was try and make me angry, and then he would ask why I was angry and gaslight me into thinking I was overreacting. A specific example that comes to mind is when I called a rubber band a drive shaft offhandedly because I was describing to my friend how my project car would move forwards by winding a rubber band. Andrew overheard me and actively witched me out telling me that I was wrong and stupid for 10 minutes straight. Imagine if I was looking down at my desk, working on a worksheet, and Andrew was in the seat next to me leaning over and criticizing my incorrect use of the word rubber band. Of course, when I finally got angry, can you leave me alone, dude? He then proceeded to say, all I was doing was pointing out your mistake. Why are you overreacting? Andrew would also go to his friends and tell them all about how I have a short fuse, (laughs) <laughs> and was overreacting. Remember the senior video? The teacher, who knew nothing about editing, don't even know why she was the teacher, wanted to put in a slideshow at the very end of every single senior along with their names. Pain in the butt to do, but okay. Oh wait, I'm the only editor on this project. I see Andrew's name along with his senior photo. What would happen if I did a little trolling? I delete his name, along with his senior photo, from the entire school's senior repository. Not from, like, the system so he doesn't graduate or anything. From a folder that the yearbook classes use. No more Andrew for the senior video, yearbook, wall banners, etc. Of course, all of those things, minus the senior video, were already printed. So it wasn't actually that bad, but now I had plausible deniability. I didn't put Andrew's name in the video because I didn't see him in the repository. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Senior video gets exported, albeit 10 minutes shorter than it's supposed to be. Everybody watches it during swing out, and Andrew is left confused. He had to watch all of his friends and classmates scroll by the screen without him. He comes up to me afterwards and asks, Hey, why wasn't I in the senior video? Sorry man, I didn't see you in the list. I think he knew something was up. But I'm graduated now, so sucks to suck, man. Plus, it's such a small thing that I removed him from that. Nobody would really care. It's just petty. You know, in high school, I was never really outgoing. I wasn't very social. I had my very select group of friends. So it wouldn't have been surprising if I was missing from like a senior video. But I would still feel kind of disappointed if I didn't pop up at least somewhere, even just mildly in the background. Imagine the disappointment when you literally do not appear at all, especially when they show a photo of every senior student at the end. Seemed to have gotten on his nerves a little bit. Our next story is Burger King Manager Story. Many moons ago, I worked at Burger King as an hourly manager while in college. I liked the job. I could do three or four shifts a week when I was in school, and it was really easy to be full-time when school was out, as I would cover vacations for both my store and other nearby stores. At one point, the store manager changed, and the new guy was a piece of work. He had been a manager with Burger King for about 20 years. After he'd been at the store for a week, I saw why he never got promoted. He did no work, nobody liked him, he complained about everyone, he would give staff a hard time, and most amazingly, he had this way of disrupting the service line that made everyone tell him they had it under control and he should go back to his office. I used to volunteer to close on holidays and stuff. I mean, I was a college student and wanted the hours. Also, this was the 80s, so closing time on days like New Year's Eve and Xmas Eve was 8pm or earlier when it was really slow. Closing New Year's Eve included a bit more work as we had to do a full inventory and significant paperwork. The first time I did this, I worked with the old store manager and she was great. We both worked hard and we were done in 90 minutes flat. She also showed me how to do the paperwork. I had done the next two New Year's Eve closes by myself, including the paperwork. 
The year after that, when store manager had been at the store for like four months, store manager decided he was going to close New Year's Eve with me. I was pissed as I wanted to be at a friend's New Year's Eve party by 11.30pm and I knew he would make it take forever. That shouldn't have been an issue, but this guy was a grade A schmuck. I'm pretty sure he worked this shift on purpose because he knew I would do all the work and he could just sit on his butt and take all the credit. I did speak with him a little bit during the shift, telling him about the party he wanted to go to. He shared that he told his wife he would be home by midnight so they could welcome the new year together. Since there were two of us, he didn't schedule an extra staff member. As I expected, he sat on his tukus all shift, so inventory didn't start until we closed. We finish that up at about 11pm and start on the paperwork. He insists he has to do it. When I ask to leave, he tells me I have to stay so I can watch him do the paperwork. I asked why, but he was just being a jerk, so I stayed. He was the slowest person with the paperwork I had ever seen. It's now 11.30 and he's barely halfway through. I want to get to my friend's party before midnight, so I ask if I can finish the paperwork at home, sharing that I will bring it to my shift tomorrow night. Since the paperwork isn't collected right away, the delay shouldn't be an issue. He agrees and I grab all the paperwork and punch out and head home. I do the paperwork and, as promised, bring it into my next shift. Later that week, I'm working when the district manager is there. I had a great relationship with him. He loved that I would help cover at other stores, even last minute when I could. I ask him how to report the time I worked at home on the year-end paperwork. He gives me the strangest look and just says something like, huh? So I tell him the story of our clothes that night. He was pissed. Two days later, I come in for my shift and I'm told that we'll be getting a new store manager next week. The old one was fired. I did a little dance, which was fine since the assistant manager who told me the news was smiling. I talked to the district manager later about what happened. He said that the store manager was on probation for all of the problems that were happening at the store, including many that had happened prior to him transferring to the store. My story was just the last straw. It was then that I realized I got my revenge even though I hadn't realized I was doing so until it was too late. Yeah, this guy was already on a pretty slippery slope from the sounds of it. I mean, this guy was putting in bare minimum effort, trying to find shortcuts, allowing people to take shortcuts that should not have been allowed. This guy was doomed from the get-go. Our next story is, another post reminds me of my own teacher-student petty revenge moment. Years ago, I taught very specific skills training at a local vocational college. It was rare for the school to actually fail anyone, even with terrible attendance, failing tests, incompetence, yeah. Frustrating for instructors and for students who actually tried and did well. Most students were amazing and I really missed that aspect of the job and even keep in touch with some of them professionally. Classes were 12 to 40 students. If above 24 or so, I would have a co-teacher. In every group, there were often one or two, maybe three bad apples. In this class of 26, there were two. Let's call them A and B. They had terrible attendance, failed tests, were generally incompetent, but knew the school would pass them. And sure enough, they both did get their diploma. Several years later, I was at a job site and in walks B with a resume. B sees me talking with owner and manager. Can I just say that I had a really, really hard time not busting into laughter at the look on B's face? 
I was however professional and courteous as B handed over the resume and left, after which the manager turns to me and asks if B was a former student of mine, to which I replied with, yes, yes they were, dead serious face. Manager says, so what are you? Then just sees my face and says, oh, I see, thank you. Resume goes directly into shredder. We all move on with our meeting. Later that evening at home, I'll admit I did a little happy dance. There was a year in my life where I did go to a vocational type college, and although I finished with great attendance, great grades, there was no, like, degree for me at the end, and I realized I had spent a year of my life just learning how to fake it till you make it to try to land a job and look hireable. I even got an internship at some place, and I realized I was so in over my head I didn't understand how to do any of that job. It was essentially a year-long crash course on how to look like you know what you were doing. Our next story is, my mom got her petty revenge by breaking my father's hand whilst she gave birth to their first child. So I don't know how petty this is, but I had to get this off of my chest because I'm so proud. For 15 years, my mother was in an abusive relationship with my father on and off. She kept leaving him because of his abuse towards her, and then he kept manipulating her to get back with him. My mother was pregnant with her first child, me, and went to the hospital as she went into labor. My mother has said medical condition, which meant there was a 50-50 chance she could or couldn't die during childbirth. I can tell this was a scary time for her. She told me that although there was 20 people in the room, all had different specialties, also were British, so very fortunate she didn't have to worry about paying for this. Labor is very painful itself but the medical condition she had would make childbirth even more painful. Due to this, she had to have a lot more pain relief. This is where my mother decided she would get her revenge. My father arrived to the hospital 20 minutes after she got there, and I was the only birth he turned up for. My mother pretended the pain relief wasn't working. My father reached out his arm and my mom grabbed his hand. Because the pain relief wasn't working, she kept pushing his hand until it broke. My father had to go next door to A&E to get it fixed. Every time my mother told that story, right up until the night she died, she would say it with a smile. And she was so proud of it. I've heard and witnessed a lot of pettiness, but this beats them all. I mean, whether or not the pain relief was or wasn't working, you can't really blame them for, in that situation, pushing on their hand to that point. All I can say is I have a lot of respect for people who undergo childbirth. Our next story is smile for the camera boys. Back in the pre-cell phone VHS tape era, my friends and I were renting a house next door to entitled jerks. We were late 20s professionals just getting started in our careers. They were stereotypical college guys. Lots of parties with music and drinking, but our house had good soundproofing and we had both their driveway and our driveway between us so no big deal. The problem happened when football season started. We were near the stadium and the entitled jerks decided to make some extra money by selling parking spots. Not just in their driveway, in our driveway too. We told them to stop doing that. They did it again. We put trash cans in the way. They moved them and did it again. We told them that if they didn't stop it, we'd have any cars in our driveway towed. Their justification was, but you're not using the driveway they did it again. We called a different tow company for each of the five cars that they had parked. The entitled jerks freaked out and started pounding on our door. 
I reminded them that they'd been warned twice and had persistently sold something that didn't belong to them. I told the entitled jerks that they could either pay the tow truck drivers for the call out or deal with angry customers who had been towed and impounded. The entitled jerks paid the tow trucks. We're talking roughly $100 per car cash. That night, the entitled jerks got very drunk. They spray painted our house and tore open a bunch of trash bags and dumped them on our porch. As I'd said, this was before ubiquitous cameras and security surveillance, but since we were kinda expecting trouble with the entitled jerks, I'd borrowed a video camera from work and hooked it up to a VHS recorder with an 8-hour tape. None of them noticed the video camera that we had covering our driveway and porch. The entitled jerks each got a misdemeanor charge of malicious destruction. Our landlord got the cleaning costs out of their landlord, who got it out of the entitled jerks before terminating their lease. I love that in this situation, OP knew the writing on the wall and did what they could to make sure that they were covered, and I don't blame them for wanting to keep their driveway empty even if they don't use it. I mean, just the fact that these jerks are trying to profit off of your driveway sucks. Our next story is, gas station guy wouldn't sell me blunts on my birthday, so now I act like I can't hear him. I recently had my 37th birthday. In the state I reside, it's my constitutional right to have marijuana recreationally. Decided I wanted to smoke a few blunts, so I went to my local gas station to buy some white owls. I go up to the counter and ask for a pack. The employee, I'll call him Dave, asks for my ID. I give it to him and he walks to the back wall and grabs them. Then he says in a very sarcastic tone, Oh, sorry buddy, I can't sell them to you. Good luck next time though. I'm confused so I ask why. He tells me my license is expired. He gives it back, smirks and says, Sorry to ruin your birthday. I've worked with the public, including a gas station, so I know people are jerks and the job sucks. So I calmly asked, Really? He laughed a little and said yes. I left empty-handed and a little annoyed by the minor inconvenience inflicted upon me on my day of birth. A few weeks later, I go to the same gas station for the same product, and Dave is working. He walks to the back wall, turns and asks, Got your card? It's allergy season and I'm really congested, so my hearing actually does suck certain times of the year. I wanted to be 100% sure I heard him correctly, so I said, Excuse me? In that very sarcastic tone, he repeats what he said, but this time I definitely heard him. But I also heard the annoyance in his voice. So I reply, my car? No, I didn't get any gas. This time he lets out a very loud sigh and says, ID, do you have your ID? At that exact moment, a customer walked in and the door made that dinging sound. So I took the opportunity to keep going with it and say, I'm sorry, buddy, I just can't hear you. He stomps over and asks again. I politely say yes, then proceed to take as long as humanly possible to dig my license out of my wallet. We proceed with the transaction without further incident. Now, every time I go in and ask for those, I pretend I can't hear him, but do so in the most polite way possible. It seems to drive him crazy. Dave will now forever feel the plight of my petty revenge. A few details I forgot to add. I don't think they have to card every time in the state. The night shift guy and the manager have never carded me. Dave's never carded my 30-year-old wife. I'm not wanting Dave to risk a fine or his job. It was a bummer he wouldn't sell to me. It's my fault with the license and all. It's more how he laughed and mocked me about it for seemingly no reason. 
After looking through the comments, I realized it had until the end of the day before it expired. Dave, you were wrong. Like OP said, I know that it's not a glamorous job to work and maybe you had some terrible customers all day long, but it just tells you more the character of this guy more than the job for him to act like that and get such enjoyment out of denying somebody that. This guy was just a terrible person who through and through enjoyed and just derived pleasure from putting other people down. That said though, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.